welcome to Because You Are Young, a program for young people by young people here on Kingdom World Radio, the gospel radio that helps you to know Christ and live by his truth. If you've never joined us before, Because You Are Young is a program where we discuss the issues and dynamics of the life of a Christian teenager and youth and how to deal with them as Christ has prescribed for us in his word. Now you can join our discussion here today. Feel free to check out our Instagram and Facebook handles and our Twitter as well at the KW Radio. Or you can send us a mail at radio at pastor.ng. This is because you are young on Kingdom World Radio, know Christ and live by his truth. I am your host, Akiolu Olushino. Don't go anywhere, keep listening, and we will be back shortly. Welcome back. If you are just joining us, this is Because You Are Young, the program for young people on Kingdom World Radio. Today, we're going to be discussing a very crucial and foundational topic for anyone who is a young person in Christ Jesus. We are looking at what makes a young person a Christian, or as we've decided to title it, the anatomy of a Christian youth. What makes a young person a Christian? What stands you out from the world? What makes us different? What will you see and say that a young person is a Christian? And to discuss this topic with me here in the studio today are my friends and guests, starting from the lady by my... Is this my left or my right? I keep on forgetting. This is my right. Please just introduce yourself. Let the listeners know who is speaking. Okay. Um, my name is Oge. My name is Pius. Welcome to the show. My name is Chinedu Idechuku. Alright, thank you very much for being on the program here today. So, the anatomy of a Christian youth. Just to start off, we need to get a premise so we can know exactly who we're talking to and who should be listening. Um, who will we say is a young person in quotes now? Like some people are young at heart, as many people like to say, I'm a youth. Is a, is, a, is a common thing people say, but who exactly is a young person? I will just start off with my own opinion before you guys, before you guys can cut into me as you see fit. But I th- I feel like anybody who can, can identify as a young person should be able to say that they are a young person. I don't know. How do you how do you guys see it? Let's just start from there. I think the age matters. Anybody cannot just say they are young. So what's the age range that you are proposing like that? So I cannot be young at heart is what you are saying. You can be young at heart, but people will not agree that you are young if you are like from 50 or something, so... Pius, what's what the age range I beg? So you are looking at I me. wanted to ask if, since it's from 50, does it mean a 45 year old man is, can identify as a young man? I said 50 because that is the one that you can't argue with me about. But you can argue with 45. I don't think 45 <laughs> is young to. A youth, he said. He's yeah. young, but he cannot be called a youth. Okay, so who exactly? Let's, let's, let's just get the premise down so we know who exactly we are talking to in today's episode. Who is a youth? Well, we know we can clearly define who a teenager is, but who is a youth so we can know exactly who we are targeting this our talk at? Not because we're okay, we seem to agree that it's not young at heart people, but actual young people. So let's put an, let's put an age range cap on it. And I think 30 below, but then. Aside from that, in most denominations, it has to do with people that are not yet married. You get so I think as long as you are still single and then you are not above at least thirty, you should still be considered a person. All right, brother Chine, you just put a cap on it from us. <laughs> okay, um, youth. Maybe we come from thirty below because uh, looking at the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, I think. Up until the age of 30, he was still not in ministry, that sort. But immediately he entered 30 onwards. And with, with, with the three years remaining, I think was no longer staying at home, that kind of a thing. So by that standard, you can say that youth <laughs> from 30 below. <laughs> so I think it makes sense like that. The word that hits me the most say is no longer staying at home. <laughs> Give you a 30 years. Well, I just said now that as long as you are not up to 30 years old, please stay in your parents' house. <laughs> All 
All right, let's jump right into. No, that's not what I said. Yeah, <laughs> it's what you said. It's what you said. It's what you said. So if you have anybody around you, thirty years and below, please pull them in. Even if they are younger than ten, Josiah became king in Israel when he was eight years old. I can imagine how much he had to learn to have to be given the responsibility of king at that age. Joash seven. So even if you have very young ones, they should be of course on the program listening and learning as the lord would speak to them so okay we'll jump right into it why is god interested in young people you know we all know the scripture um in the last days i'll pour my spirit out on all men i think that's in the book of joel and the book of acts young men with um professor see visions and your old men will drink drink but we're talking about the young men now seeing visions which means that they are open to new revelations the lord is being able to use them so i want to be I want us to talk about that particular part. Why? Why exactly is the Lord so interested in young people? Now, I'm not saying that you should give me like a scriptural, spiritual reason. Something that you think. I have my own opinion as to why the Lord would be so interested in people that are so young. But then I want to hear what you guys think. What is the, what could be the reason? What could be the, you know, the logic process behind that? Alright, for me, as a young person, you know, you have less um, responsibility according to you. So at that time, you know, you have a lot of strength, you have leverage, you don't have too many things to worry about. So I think that's the best time for, I think any other thing, it doesn't even have to be in the kingdom you get. Even in some careers, like when you are still young, is like the best time for you to get into those things because at that time, your mind is open to learning, your mind is open to correction and you still have the strength at that time to go about whatever kind of work it is you have to go about you understand so i think that's one of the reasons why god should be interested in young people okay um for instance if if we observe um olympics most countries um people that do maybe gymnasts or maybe um, um maybe athletics or any of the um, games that are being done in olympics if you notice some current day they search for these um, teenagers at young age and start training them. So also, looking at it with the way God handles, because they are young and no, there's no plenty issues with life. They, their minds are still calm. They have not been corrupted with anything. So with that young state, God can call them and position them so that they will have only that one focus. That's what, I think that's why God likes young people okay um i just remember this pastor's book like what's in, what he said focus i forgot the name of the book he was he was saying that um the decisions you made you make from 40 years below that if you don't make the right decisions you start stripping it from 40 years above. I'm just using 40, though we agreed on 30, trying to emphasize the youngness. Nobody agreed on that 30. <laughs> because the, the of God said that you should leave your parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, if, as a young person, if you the decisions you make early, that is how your life is going to follow. Those are what will change along the line. But most people, from that young age, the decisions you make, the road, the paths you follow, the things you do, most likely, that's why you're just going to live the rest of your life and you just start repaying what, you, what you've sowed or what you, you've planned to do. So, as a young person, if the Lord can help us to set up our, our path right, to do the right thing as a young person, the Bible also said, uh, is it Paul was saying as a young person, you don't have anything to worry, you don't have your husband to think about, so that is the time for you to be close to the Lord, for you to focus on the Lord. But a married person is thinking about how to satisfy her husband, how to satisfy my wife. So that is the, the, the age for you to get close to the Lord. That is the age for you. Most of us don't want to feed ourselves that early. Our parents are taking care of our needs. and So like you said, you don't have much things to worry about. No, this thing is just making me remember, I don't know, is it the scripture, is it Ecclesiastes that Solomon said, seek your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of old come, when you say, I have no pleasure in them. You know, it's very striking the way he said that, you know, the older you get, the less delight you have in living, basically what he was saying. So, when you are young, what you have, like, don't know which one of you said, I think it was Pius, what you have is energy. You have a lot of energy. And then if you direct the energy properly, like Brother Chinedu said, you know, athletes, they usually train. In fact, if you go to 
feudal, something like feudal Japan, than the East Eastern countries, them Japan, China. Whenever they are training warriors, like you want to train a samurai in feudal Japan back in the day, they start training them from when they are very, 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 very young. They inculcate all the cultures and the habits of the of the martial arts, whatever they have to use weapons, everything. You see a boy, he's five years old, he's already going to learn how to fight. Why? Because he's not going to fight that war when he's five. The wars that they are preparing for, you probably fight them when he's 30, 25, much older. But he starts training from when he's what, five? Because that's when, I think when you are young is when you are able to inculcate habits the way we understand them. That's when things are formed in you. Like, you know the way children, they pick accents and languages much better when they are young. You know, it's somebody that learns... That's when people are amendable. They can switch between accents, switch between languages. But you find an older person now. Old people will go to a, they will go abroad to America. The same speaking they've been speaking since they were born. They speak it to the white man. Because they don't know any other thing that they can't change. They are setting your ways. Not the way you say dried fish is very, very easy to. If it's fish that you just cut from water, you can bend it as you wish. But fish that is older and drier now, you bend it small, it breaks. So I think bringing it to Christ, um, um, Christianity now, God is so interested in people that are that young. Because, you know, he said, Jesus said that if you accept the kingdom of God as a child, that's when you'll be able to enter it. That innocence of mind, that youth, the energy, the innocence, it all makes everything, including the life of Christ, easier to adapt to. That's why the Lord is so particular. If he can strike people when they are young, it's easy to carry them throughout their entire life like that. So even when you are old and dry, you are dry in the ways of the Lord. You get what I'm trying to say? So, what's Let's let now take us to the next question that we have to really analyze now. People are asking, will probably be asking now, what makes a young person? Like we've already agreed now that you are young, you learn in the ways of the Lord when you are young. You can grow old and dry in those ways. That fish, I waste that analogy now. When they are bending you and they are bending you in the ways of the Lord, you will continue to be bent and dry up in the ways of the Lord and be set. So that any other way apart from that is breaking. You can't go beyond that. You are set in that way. So what makes a young person to become set in that way? How do you do it? How do you stand out in Christ? What do you what do, what can I say that I will do? Let's say I want to be doing now. Let's say that you want to go f- and compete in the Olympics. Or I'll wake up every morning. I will eat only this, 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 and this. And I will do this exercise every day because I want to run 200 meters. So what will I be doing? What is those things that I will practice, that I will continue to do, that I will say that I want to become set in my ways for Christ? I think if we look at Proverbs chapter 4. Um, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my saying, do not let them depart from your heart, keep them in the midst of your heart, because they are life to those who find them and medicine to their body. So, um, that's, that's um, David's words to his young boy Solomon. So, if you can take it also um, as what God is telling us as Christians, because just like we have said, that, those words need to enter. So we have to give proper attention to it because um, looking at what we just discussed now about maybe the athletics that um, practice that prepare for Olympics or maybe the Japanese samurai, you see, they give all they give themselves to those rigorous training. So also we must, as Christians, give full attention to the word of God because just like um, we try. Or try our best to fill our hearts with those words all the time. Full attention to the word of God. I think, let me leave the floor for Aaron. Okay, um, it's the decisions you make. Decisions you make. When I say decisions, it's broad. The things you do. I was just thinking about my you life. See, we, 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 we agreed that it's a decision. No, yeah, I don't think you understood the question. We've agreed saying. that it's the decisions we make. Oh yeah, what decisions should I make? How will I know how to? Because here's the thing. I'm going to come face up at a decision in life and unfortunately for me i will not have be able to call because you are young and ask them please oh they said i should do this and this what should i do so what's the guiding principle what am i referring to all the time well my how do i know what is right and wrong at every point in time that's what we want to answer now we've agreed mm. that decisions you make are important so now i'm a christian what am i supposed to be doing okay Okay, what I'm trying to say, like you said, you need to imbibe yourself in the world. You need to, in quote, soak yourself in the world. And if you do that, you find out that when you are trying to make a wrong decision, you are not at peace with it because 
you are feeling, or there's, and I don't know about other people, but me, I feel, I'm not, I'm not at peace with it. I feel I'm not, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing this because this is a time where most of us are going through peer pressure. And if you can withstand the peer pressure now and make up your mind and stick to something, okay, this is the kind of friends I want to follow. This is the kind of things I want to follow. Now things are, things are kind of, um, how do I put it now? Things are attracting us, you understand. Plenty of people are doing things and it's just there I want to join them. For example, Valentine is coming up and my status has been on fire. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> posting Valentine and all. And one of the things I tell myself, if I know that I do something, I mean, my mom walking or my elder brother walking and they will not be happy at what I'm doing. That means it's not a good thing I'm doing. Something that you know you can do and somebody else that you're accountable to in quotes. Is not um, is not going to be happy with you. Then you should not be doing it. Right, like the Bible says, um, as children we should desire the sincere meal, which is the word now. Now in this world, uh, the rules that are supposed to be guiding us in this age, like everything we need to know, and the kind of life we need to live is already laid down there for us, and. Ephesians chapter 5 has some of them in it. You get, do not um, speak foolishly. Whenever you talk, let the words that come out of your mouth be seasoned. What are the kind of places you go to? You know, it's, it's more simple than, how do I put it now? Like, we don't really have to go deep. It boils down to even the kind of stuff you post on your WhatsApp status. I was talking to someone the other day. She posted something. Then I chatted her up privately. Your mom is on WhatsApp, right? She says yes. Has she seen this? She said no. Why? I blocked her. Ah. I said, okay. No mouse now. <laughs> so, what does that tell you? It simply means that what you just posted now is not right. Because if it was right, then there's no way you would have blocked anybody from seeing it. You get it. So, it boils down to all of these things. Where are the kind of places you go? What kind of people do you mean go with? You get all of these things go a very long way to show if really you are growing in that part. Like my dad always says, like, your friends can visit, but know that whoever visits and I see them, whatever they do, I think that that is the kind of life you live also because he's a very strong believer of show me your friends and I will tell you exactly who you are. You get. So what are, who are those kind of people you, you know, you hang out with? What kind of things do you discuss? He tells us in Malachi that when we gather like this and we're talking, the Lord is listening. So, what are those things you discuss? Do you discuss like someone who has that consciousness that wherever I find myself and I'm talking, God is actually listening to what I'm saying? You get. So, all of these things are very, very necessary. You don't cause, you don't cheat, you don't. Okay, um, let me add something. Let me add something to um, the things that we need to be doing um, since we are now young in Christ. Fellowship is very necessary. Uh, and also, the honest prayers we make. Because I found out one thing, that God indeed answers our prayer. Um, but most of the time, we, are, we don't pay careful attention when he answers. Because if we are sincere enough and ask God to help us, to help us, maybe in this Christian journey, in this Christian life, he will automatically help us. Like, just like um, we are mentioning the kind of things we do before uh, and all those things. When you ask God, Lord, please help me to be reading my Bible, for instance, to internalize this word, he will help you. Help me to be punctual in fellowship. He will help you. But the thing there is that most of the time, we don't give full attention to that. So, imbibing the word of God, going to fellowship within a gathering of brethren, making sure that you are always there. Because I was just doing a mental assessment um, with all um, my upbringing, me and my siblings and all that. And all I could just say is just the mercy of God because when I look around and see other people that we did the same religious activities together and what they are doing now, I'll be like, what, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, how come? Because you'll be like, we all did the same thing. How did all these things come out like this? But I'll just say it's just the mercy of God. Like, um, God showed us mercy by answering our honest prayers. So, prayer praying the right prayer, asking God for help all the time, and being in fellowship with brethren, it helps. Because we are in Christ already, and we must constantly be in his presence. Just like that Proverbs for attend to my words, incline your ears to my saying, do not let them depart from your heart. How can you let, not let the word of God depart? By being in the midst of that word all the time. 
Because if you think that maybe I've had enough, I can go my own way. Just like what our sister was saying here, okay. She said something about status, people posting many things. Imagine if all those your that's your community of friends and all those things. You'd be like drowned in them. But if you being in the fellowship with like bright brethren and the word of God internalizing, the word of God will automatically be working things out in your life. So it helps. Fellowship, the word of God and prayer. You know, I I wanted to say that, you know, the three things that although I wouldn't have said fellowship immediately, Sha, but the three things that make a young believer to stand out, to be different from his same circle in the world. Number one is the word. Number two, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And then number three, being prayer. Number one, being the word, because the Bible says that, you know, read Psalm 119 verse 9, how will a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. We build faith by hearing and hearing by the word of truth. So, as we continue to internalize, in fact, that's the way it works with anything in life, if you think about it. Anything you give attention to forms how you think. Many people now, they have a lot of opinions about maybe their government, democracy, their country. But you now see that people have varying opinions on, on singular subject matters that you looking at it might seem objective. Why? Because everybody is seeing it from a different lens, seeing it through a different viewpoint. How are those, how are those viewpoints formed? Opinions that they've built over time based on what they've heard. Like when God came to Adam and Eve, when God came to Adam and Eve in the Bible and, he, and they said that, ah, we hid from you, why? Because we are naked. And the next thing the Lord asked them was, who told you? Like everything that you believe in life, you got the information from somewhere. Very true. You got the information. Somebody had to have told you. You had to have read it somewhere. You had to have heard it somewhere. So for a young believer, how do you form your opinions? By the word of God. The opinions that we have, the things that we say, how we live our life. So that when we come in contact with those decisions, we already have a knowledge base. You get what I'm trying to say? Something that is forming how we think. We make choices. What is the background for those choices? The word of God that we have internalized. Those scriptures, the spirit of the scriptures ministering to us continually that's what makes us more and more like christ jesus it won't makes us stand out so when people are speaking like the way we're talking about talking 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 a lot when people are talking the way you talk is different from the way they talk simply because the information that you've gathered over time is different so like the bible will say when others say that there's a casting down i will say there's a lifting up not because in physical sense there's actually a lifting up per se but because I view things from a different perspective, based on the knowledge base I've built that comes from the word of God. Then number two, we said, like Brother Chinedu was saying before, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will come and he will bring to memory all the things that he had taught the disciples. Same thing applies to us today. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be a teacher continually. So, at many times, sometimes we don't even have the clear, you know, how to for everything that we are trying to do. Yeah. And... At those kinds of times, that's when the Holy Spirit quite literally, you know, sometimes people hear that say that they hear him speak. What he knows how to do mostly is that he brings us to our memory that this is what Christ would do in this situation. He's a, a continual witness inside of us as that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and another thing again is people that you interact with. I can remember saying something about peer pressure is 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 a lot, is something. And somebody will tell me, I'm strong-willed. Yeah, you're strong-willed. But the only difference is when you're strong-willed, it will take like five attempts for you to drop. But dropping, you're going to drop. Because there's something about influence. If you keep mingling with people that don't do the same thing that you do, unconsciously, it's just there. It's just building up in your head. And one day, from being totally against what you're doing, you start agreeing, though you've not started doing it. Just like, after all, now your life, now at least you should do what you need to do in life. After all, there's freedom in life. And from that, you say, it's not that bad. And from that, you just join them. So if, definitely there should be someone that agrees with you, that values the things you value. Most importantly, you need to find people that value the things you value. If there is none in your area, maybe because of where you find yourself, then you should enjoy your own company. There's nothing bad in you being on your own. There's nothing bad in you staying on your own. The Holy Spirit should be your best friend. You should enjoy your company, stay on your own. But if you can find someone that shares the same value system like you do, that is very, very good. Work with the person, mingle with the person, even if it's just one person. But one thing that it does is that when you make a decision and want to go to church, the person will be like, 
The person will not tell you every time church, church, church. I, I calm down now. I'm going to do this thing first. The person is not always trying to make you not do what you want to do because of the value system that you guys have together. So it helps. Even though the person is not like, in quotes, preaching to you. But please, the person is not against the decisions you've made, the things that you chose to do. And it goes a long way. It helps. I think what you just said is very, very crucial. You know, when I was, I was talking to my siblings this morning, about one of them in particular, about the kind of music that he was taking interest in. And I pointed out one of the artists that he seems to like, and one of his lyrics of his song starts with, um, I'm in my black bands. I'm doing cocaine with my black friends. And the other side, we say, I'm in my white bands, doing codeine with my white friends. And I now told him that, you see, when you listen to this type of music continually, what will happen to you is that you will become this guy's friend. And he has already told you what he and his friends friends. do on a regular basis. So I now ask him, like, see, this thing, the devil is very, very subtle. He's very, very, you know, the Bible calls him an age-old serpent. He's whiter than most of us realize. So he's very, very smart. You listen to the song five times a day for now. One day, one day, Satan knows what he's doing. Somebody will eat, what they will offer you is not even cocaine first. It's tramadol or Igbo that is so readily available. Brunchy. In April. Then one day, one day, one day, you will build up to the point where you will meet that guy that has a black Mercedes Benz. Or a white one. Or a white one. And you pull with do cocaine and co- You see, so that's why you see that company. Company many times is not just many times not the people like I, I like the way you put it said influence it's not just the people that you even hang out with the things that you expose yourself continually to es- and most especially you know the bible said when paul was talking about um false prophets and people listening to false teachers he said that evil company corrupts good manners there is no how that you will spend your time like in Psalm one says in the company of unbelievers the seat of scoffers walking around with sinners and you will not at one point Walk with them, stand with them, and sit with them. Notice how the progression was. First of all, you were walking. Everybody's walking. Everybody was walking. Believers, unbelievers, everybody was walking. Unfortunately, the unbelievers stopped and they stood. Here's not the problem now. You two, you stopped and you stood. Believers are still walking. They stopped somewhere else. The standing and stopping is not a bad thing now. You're already feeling comfortable among them. They now sat down. And you too, you sat, sat down. Which means that now you are at home. See, in that company, they begin to worship Satan. You won't know when you are worshiping Satan. It's just the way it works. So, for especially for young believers, one of the things I know that I've learned over time is that, you see, the Bible describes Satan as a roaring lion that is seeking who to devour. If you notice the way lions hunt for prey, if they are going after a head of maybe stag, deer, zebra, anything, they never ever attack the head. What they always do every time is look for the stupid animal that went in the opposite direction or is just separating itself from the head. Then they will pounce. The whole head will run this way. That one being confused will run in a different direction. And that's who they're after. It's not their concern. They don't care how many zebras are in that head. There's even a fatter one there. But they are in a group. What thing that groups do is that they stampede people. They march people on their head and kill them. Lions are found out don't like dying. So they don't particularly go to places where they could be crushed. So they will go after that one innocent zebra that separated itself from, like Brother Chinedu said, fellowship. from fellowship of the other zebras running in one direction. And that's who the devil will catch and make a mess of, as you would say. So what's very important we've been able to establish so far is meditating on the word of God continually the ministry of the Holy Spirit, prayer and fellowship. Prayer being very important as you see, because we communicate with God. The thing is that you have to understand what makes Christianity stand out very well from maybe other religions or that kind of things that you are talking to a God that can actually hear and respond. Most of the time we don't realize. I think that's what makes people really shy away from God many times. How can somebody so big be listening to small me? But that's the thing eh? The somebody so big was not too big that he couldn't come down and dwell among the small us, die and then go back. So he thinks he really actually, I believe, or we all know, he listens. So talk to him as much as you can. People don't understand that when you talk to God, he's not deaf to it. He hears and many times, all the time, 
he he responds maybe in the ways we don't expect that's the problem for some people have now they expect him to respond in the way that they've already proposed in their hearts yes father lord do this like my pastor would always tell us sometimes that when you want to ask god for something ask god for the thing don't this is an example don't ask him for money say i ah, need a new table father lord i need money i want to buy a new table say don't do that father lord i need a new table i need a new table I want to do this. No, Father Lord, I need you. you don't need money. What you need is the table, but let God bring the table. If he decides to send it through money, his name be praised. If he decides that one will get missing and the owner and then you will find it and then you will take it to police and nobody will claim it and it's not your own. <laughs> don't you have your table? If we think about it, you have your table, it's a beautiful thing. The table is there. Alright, so we're going to go on a very, very short break. And when we come back, we're going to go deeper into the program. All the places that Pius and Brother Chinedu were trying to infiltrate before. The characteristics and how Christians are supposed to live. Please don't go anywhere. This is still because you are young. We'll be back shortly. because you are young if you're just joining us we have been discussing the anatomy of a christian youth who is a young person in christ how do we behave what makes us stand out how do we live our lives how do we make our choices what's our guide or reference to everything we encounter in life so far we've been able to establish that a young person in christ depends heavily on the study of the word of god imbibing the word of god the ministry of the holy spirit he speaks to us prayer speaking to our father and fellowship dwelling with other believers because that is where strength is found proverbs 24 verse 5 and 6 says that a wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increases strength by wise counsel you will wage your own war and in a multitude of counselors is where we find safety so when we dwell among the company of the righteous there is safety so we're going to jump right back into the program now well, there are a lot of things that we brought up in the first sec- in the first half that we want to dash out now. Now, there are a couple of things that we brought up, like just different practical ways that a Christian should live. Just breaking it down into simple things that are part of our lives. We mentioned something about the way we speak. So I want us to trash that. I think it's a very nice one that we can edge into. The way we speak, how we talk. And that means that being because, you know, we're going to interact with people continuously in our lives. What are the rules of engagement coming into life? There's a lot of pressure from the environment and society. How do we meet those standards? It's keeping in standard with Christ, of course, in the way we speak. Let's just dive right into it. Um, for that, let's look at the life of Jesus Christ. Um, if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, how was he able to speak when he was being insulted? Or when he was being called, um, made um, all sorts of um, blasphemous statements against him, how did he react? If we look at the life of Jesus closely, you will notice that he needed the Holy Spirit for him to be able to do anything that the Father wanted him to do. So there is a need for us to hold on to the Holy Spirit, to like rest on the Holy Spirit, because without him, this Christian life is impossible to live because we have tried it. I know we have tried it. Okay, I'll go out today. I will speak this way. I, I, I will speak positively. Even when I'm slapped, just go out. Maybe in front say, of the gate. say just go out. In front, <laughs> of the gate. <laughs> in front of the gate, someone will just call your name anyhow and all of a sudden you just start reacting. And maybe 20 minutes after, start repenting again oh, lord i'm sorry God. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but when we understand how helpless we are without the holy spirit then we run to him and ask god to fill us with that holy spirit because it is with that 
Because the Holy Spirit cannot work effectively if the Word of God is not resident in our life fully. I think Paul said, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. If it's not, it's not dwelling in us richly, it will be impossible for the Holy Spirit to work out Christ-likeness in us. So when that is done, I think that is when unconsciously, when we go out, even if we are seeing someone maybe trying to um, pick our pockets, we will even react to say, What are you doing? How much do you need? You see yourself doing unbelievable things. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit has automatically taken hold said, of you. This thing that you said just now, you know, as crazy as it might sound, that is exactly how I believe the Jews would have reacted when Jesus would have told them that if they slap you on one cheek, turn the second one. Like, are you mad? They slapped after me going one. To, after going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> after doing fit fam. <laughs> You see, they just slapped me one. You never said I should walk away. So turn the second turn the side. Second. Ha. So if they are picking your pocket, how much do you want, sir? Ah, <laughs> you are. Um, what is the whole amount? <laughs> yeah, so what do you want? My wallet. Oh, yeah, wait. Let me hear. <laughs> but so most of the times, uh, we try to do it on our own. But if we are sincere enough to us, we will see that it doesn't work like that. But once we keep on running to God and asking him for help, for mercy all the time, for grace. I think unconsciously, just started, Christ just started living out his life through us mm. automatically. So we see ourselves responding very well. It's not now about being positive. You speak this way, you walk like this, you do like this. No. If you look at that someone we are talking about in the first half, say, how blessed is the man who does not follow or stand or walk. But look at the preceding verse. He didn't say he follows or he walks. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on it he meditates there. So he's not, he's not following. He just delights in the Lord. So that word, which is alive and active, automatically works out things in the life of that person. I think with that, we can know how to speak and act all the time. You know, it's, 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 it's pertinent uh, to remember that, um, sorry, it's pertinent to remember that, you know, when Jesus had finished teaching the the disciples about divorce and marriage and Peter now said that ah, if it's like this, it's better that nobody should marry self. There's something that Jesus now replied to them that we often forget that with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So even the things we consider to be very, very difficult. You know, Paul said that we are transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God takes whatever is in you, it twists and shapes it into the way that Christ has prescribed. So, in the beginning, it's difficult, but you pray very simply, Heavenly Father, I want to speak the way Christ would speak. And you just see that in public, sometimes, you are about to respond, this spirit will catch you in the back of your head. I thought you said you want to speak the way Christ would speak. Hmm. And you, you know the funny part? It will pain you. Because that you wanted to see. You wanted to see. This person is looking down on me. Let me tell the person that. Let me give them my mind. Might just open up for you. You are about to end this career. (laughs) Holy Spirit will hold you. I know that happened to me many times. I remember one very particular experience when I was in Lagos. Just like I think a day or two before I came back. One bus driver I met, I entered his bus. The guy was a very rude person. He had been insulting people, all kinds of people from where we entered to where I was supposed to come down. Even one old woman wasn't arguing with her, insulting her. When I was about to come down, I told him where I was coming and where the bus usually stop. He passed there and went to the bus stop that was in front. Of course, I was upset. Like, ah, ah, what's that now? Why is it? The guy next to me told me that I should shut up. That is it that, uh, that um, is because um, I think he's not learned. He's an ordinary bus driver. I've gotten the thing he told me. See that I'm, I'm behaving like an animal. One thing, one thing. Hi. I looked at him. I just told him that it's not your fault. I entered your bus. Let me just come down. I continue walking. You know when something you see like the the there's the something word of God is like fire in your in my bones, like Jeremiah said. At that point, it was not the word of God. I had to wait till he drives off so that I couldn't say anything to him. That's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit will continue to do to you. I need to continue paining you, but like Paul said, we'll continue to be holding like in a mirror, and before you know it, we'll see him exactly. Before you know it, now that kind of thing will happen. You will look at the driver. God bless you, Sha. And just, it just, just, that's just the way it is. You, you lose your capacity to strike back and respond. God will just change it for and you. Maybe for the whole day, you have not heard that God bless you. You have just blessed him automatically. That's what has saved him because people have been cursing him since morning. You just saved him. Because of you, God will have mercy on him. 
<laughs> okay, I wanted to pick up from where it did drop about being positive. Being positive is very, very important. But how do we practicalize it? How can you be a positive person practically? Okay, I, I tell people that you should always give someone the benefit of the doubt. Giving someone the benefit of the doubt is not something you find very common around. What am I trying to say? Somebody comes to tell you something or they're telling you something about somebody. Now, you giving someone the benefit of the doubt does not mean that the person did not do that thing that they're accusing the person of. It just means that you've not seen it. This is a reported speech. Someone came to tell you something. You've not seen the person do it. So you say, okay, maybe this person stole. Maybe he just collected it. The neighbor was not around. When the neighbor comes back, the person is going back to tell the person, oh, I took your lighter. You were not around. The person actually stole the lighter. Do you understand? I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying lying to say good things about people helps a long way because people can be so bad that everybody just talks negative about them that even when they do something good, people still won't agree. I had a roommate then that she's always telling me about her friends. They had issues. Those girls did me bad. And I'll be like, I'll be quiet. Or sometimes when I say something, I don't say what she wants me to say. She just wants me to jump in. Ah, these girls are wicked. Why are you even still talking to them? Do them something. Show them shaky. I will just keep quiet and tell her, okay, maybe, maybe this, maybe this. And she'll be like, one thing which is they're always trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be nice. I just don't know the whole story. You told me your own part of the story. So it will, it will not be good of me to just jump in and just say, oh, do this, do this, do this, is bad. This kind of thing, this kind of thing. Most of the times, if I don't know the whole story or something, I just keep quiet. Or I just say, okay, it's not good, they shouldn't have done that. And that's just it. So people want to be given that chance. People want you to see them as good people. People want you to say positive things about them, even when they don't deserve it. Just because you see a girl and a guy together does not mean that they are dating or does not mean that they are having sex or something. So that should not be the first thing that comes to your mind. People tend, they have this way of just saying negative things about people and I don't think it's good. I don't, as a Christian particularly, I don't think it's good. Yeah, very true. What you said is true. Uh, if we look at Romans 10, 12, where it said, um, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our true spiritual worship. And verse 2 said that, I'll have to join you together. Do not conform to the standard of this world or do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world. You know that this world that we're in have a particular custom. Our mind think in a certain way. But as Christians, we are supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. So that at any point in time, um, we are careful with our kind of the opinion we hold about people or the kind of things we think. Because... I think that's where the word of God does most of the work in our life because if our minds are continuously being renewed, even when um, people bring some things to us to tell us things about people, we can be able to see through it because it was said about Jesus that he will not judge by what he sees or hears, but it will be a righteous judgment. I think it goes a long way when, when the word of God has made room in our life and the Holy Spirit is helping us. You know, it, it, it's important to remember, remember like um, you just said, you know, many times it's easy for especially young people, and this one is especially ladies, don't know why, <laughs> but you see, when they were Paul talking about the words of the flesh, remember that he mentioned, I'm sure he mentioned slander, that's gossip, this one I'm not saying that it's just ladies, because even I have been engaged guys in this many times more. before, guys do it too, gossip more. But guys do not gossip more. <laughs> See, <laughs> gossip is a is a female sin. <laughs> guys can engage in female sin, but gossip is a female sin. It's not true. It's a, gossip I is a female sin or anointing. <laughs> Let's not even go there. But you know, it's very important to remember that gossip in itself is actually a sin. You know, the Bible says that this one that people like to quote popularly that um, do not judge or you will be judged. Then when anytime I say that something is bad, next thing. You are judging me. You are judging me. But the truth is that what that means really is that we do not pass across condemnation onto other people because that's not our place. People are standing around. I know this one happened to me many times. There's a particular person, and even you in your heart know that this person, they do this thing and it's bad. But this is what the Lord of what the Lord commands us. In that circle, don't put them out. It's not by force. And that's, even if they call, that's how he did this thing to this guy the other day. Mm, mm, and say, no, 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 it's no. not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, sure. Let's if it's a, if it's a company of believers, sure, let's pray for them. Let us pray for them. But please, let us not be the ones that always like going forward. We are bringing about 
looking for what is the bad thing that somebody is doing to yes. speak and talk about with people. See, if you know that somebody is doing something that is bad, what is your place? There are only two people that should hear about it. Oh, sorry. There are three sort of people that should hear about it. First of all, is them and the Lord. Them themselves because you are trying to speak to them yes. or the Lord because you are trying to pray for them. The second level now is if they are believers, this is for if they are believers, they are doing something bad. You are trying to correct them. They refuse. You bring, like Paul said, you bring another brother. brother. We speak to them, person together. If they still refuse, that's when you now take it to the level of the church. The idea is not that uh, we are trying to shame condemn them, them yeah. shame them, but we want them to be saved, repent and stop this thing. If at that point they sit and not listen, that's when Paul now said that you cast them over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh, flesh. so that their soul will be, may be saved. That's when people now stop talking to somebody. You don't, this thing is not, like, forget that we don't do this to unbelievers, so it's to Christians that we do it to. But we cannot do this thing if we engage continuously. We go about, people are talking bad about somebody. You safe. They can even remind you, ah, those people, the way they will talk, they say, What are you talking about? It's in Kechi. They have to that one that she And most times, when they are telling you, they don't add, they have added salt and, and maggi to it. It's not actually how, how, how it happened. Prejudice, as yes. far as the Bible is concerned, is sin. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. Do not be part in, of the people that will be so easy to condemn another person. It's part of the way that we speak, like we've all agreed. So, in your speech, be temperate to the pure all things are pure you hear a story about somebody if the person if it's not your business then let it not be your business why sit down and discuss about it who gave you the authority if it is your business and the person is your friend auntie please i heard this and this and this and this i know you are not that kind of person if you believe it like that what happened now there are many you know the funny thing about this name one thing we must remember is that if there's one thing i know human beings can do very well it's lie human beings can lie they know how to do it well. Many times you will go and meet the other person. By the time you combine two sides of the story, you now realize that those ones have falsified a very good portion. And this is what actually happened. But left to yourself, you would have enjoyed and be hating somebody like that. You would have condemned somebody in your heart. You have judged them. And you know when you know God, God is very, very good at doing one thing. He's good at punishing it. He does at judging iniquity. So when God wants to judge you now, tomorrow, 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 somebody will do the same thing to you. And you wonder why so much bad that's how bad news is spread around somebody. I'm sure you watch all these films on TV where one mean girl will be spreading bad, spend one video, spend one bad information about one of the less popular people. Before you know it, by the end of the film, and they've shamed her or something like that. Somebody has put water on her head and they've taken pictures and put it on Twitter. As funny as that is, that's how God likes to respond, especially if it's with his children. So that by the time it happens to you, you've learned the lesson. Don't do that again. It's evil. Just don't do it. So, I don't know if there's any final comment on that, for, so that somebody will know that. I'm going to apologize to that their friend for believing that she took matches when what she actually took was Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Another thing is, the people you actually engage in this conversation with, you know, the, the path of defining your relationship with people is very, very important. For instance, if you have neighbors, they don't necessarily need to be your friends. You don't necessarily need to talk with everybody. You get. I learned one thing from Pastor Banky lately. He said, it's not every joke you laugh to. I saw one recently on Twitter. You know, someone was like, this is our Lord's service, it's not serious, so how can he create someone like that? You know, this lady, her legs were bent one, a sort of way. So after a surgery, you know, the legs were straight, uh, straight back. Now, someone went online to say, how can the Lord be this unserious? You get And to this person, it was a joke. And everybody under that tweet was laughing. You get So when you engage in conversations with people like that, and you keep hearing these things over and over again, like we said earlier, they begin to form in your mind. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to Because You Are Young. If you're just joining us, we have been discussing the anatomy of a Christian youth. Who is a young person in Christ? How do we behave? What makes us stand out? How do we live our lives? How do we make our choices? What's our guide or reference to everything we encounter in life? So far, we've been able to establish that a young person in Christ depends heavily on the study of the Word of God, imbibing the Word of God, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, He speaks to us, prayer, speaking to our Father, and fellowship, 
dwelling with other believers because that is where strength is found. Proverbs 24 verse 5 and 6 says that a wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increases strength. By wise counsel, you will wage your own war and in a multitude of counselors is where we find safety. So when we dwell among the company of the righteous, there is safety. So we're going to jump right back into the program now. Well, there are a lot of things that we brought up in the first sec in the first half that we want to dash out now. Now there are a couple of things that we brought up, like just different practical ways that a Christian should live. Just breaking it down into simple things that are part of our lives. We measure something about the way we speak. So I want us to trash that. I think it's a very nice one that we can edge into the way we speak, how we talk, and that means that being because you know. We're going to interact with people continuously in our lives. What are the rules of engagement coming into life? There's a lot of pressure from the environment, our society. How do we meet those standards? It's keeping in standard with Christ, of course, in the way we speak. Let's just dive right into it. Um, for that, let's look at the life of Jesus Christ. Um, if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, how was he able to speak when he was being insulted? Or when he was being called, um, made um, all sorts of um, blasphemous statements against him, how did he react? If we look at the life of Jesus closely, you notice that he needed the Holy Spirit for him to be able to do anything that the Father wanted him to do. So there is a need for us to hold on to the Holy Spirit, to like rest on the Holy Spirit, because without him, this Christian life is impossible to live because we have tried it. I know we have tried it. Okay, I'll go out today. I will speak this way. I, I, I will speak positively. Even when I'm slapped, just go out. Maybe in front say, of the gate. say just go out. In front, <laughs> of the gate. <laughs> in front of the gate, someone will just call your name anyhow and all of a sudden you just start reacting. And maybe 20 minutes after, we start repenting again. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But when we understand how helpless we are without the Holy Spirit, then we run to him and ask God to fill us with that Holy Spirit because it is with that. Because the Holy Spirit cannot work effectively if the word of God is not resident in our life fully. I think Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If he's he's not dwelling in us richly, it will be impossible for the Holy Spirit to work out Christ-likeness in us. So when that is done, I think that is when unconsciously when we go out, even if we are seeing someone maybe trying to um, pick our pockets, we will even react someone say, what are you doing? How much do you need? You see yourself doing unbelievable things. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit have but, automatically but taken hold said, of you. This thing that you said just now, you know, as crazy as it might sound, that is exactly how I believe the Jews would have reacted when Jesus would have told them that if they slap you on one cheek, turn the second one. Like, are you mad? They slapped after me going one. To, after going to the gym. <laughs> after doing fit fam. <laughs> you see, they just slapped me one. You never say I should walk away. So turn the second one. Turn the so if they are picking your pocket, how much do you want, Seth? <laughs> ah, who you are? Um, what is the whole amount? <laughs> so what do you want? My wallet? Oh, yeah, always. Let me hear. <laughs> but so most of the times, uh, we try to do it on our own. But if we are sincere enough to us, we will see that it doesn't work like that. But once we keep on running to God and asking him for help, for mercy all the time, for grace, I think unconsciously he just started, Christ just started living out his life through us automatically so we see ourselves responding very well it's not now about being positive you speak this way you walk like this you do like this no if you look at that someone we are talking about in the first half say how blessed is the man who does not follow or stand or walk but look at the preceding verse he didn't say he follows or he walks he said but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on it he meditates there. So he's not, he's yeah, not no. following. He just delights in the Lord. So that word, which is alive and active, automatically works out things in the life of that person. I think with that, we can know how to speak and act all the time. You know, it's, 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 it's pertinent uh, to remember that, um, sorry, it's pertinent to remember that, you know, when Jesus had finished teaching the 
apostles, the disciples about divorce and marriage. And Peter now said that if it's like this, it's better that nobody should marry self. There's something that Jesus now replied to them that we should often forget that with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So even the things we consider to be very, very difficult. You know, Paul said that we are transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God takes whatever is in you, it twists and shapes it into the way that Christ has prescribed. So in the beginning, it's difficult, but you pray very simply, Heavenly Father, I want to speak the way Christ would speak. And you just see that in public sometimes, you are about to respond. The Spirit will catch you in the back of your head. I thought you said you want to speak the way Christ will speak. Hmm. And you, you know the funny part? It will pain you. Because that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see. This person is looking down on me. Let me tell the person that. Let me give joke. them my mind. Like, my, my just open up for you. You are about to end this career. What <laughs> is Spirit will hold you. I know that happened to me many times. I remember one very particular experience when I was in Lagos. Just like I think a day or two before I came back. One bus driver I met, I entered this bus. The guy was a very rude person. He had been insulting people, all kinds of people from where we entered to where I was supposed to come down. Even one old woman wasn't arguing with her, insulting her. When I was about to come down, I told him where I was coming and where the bus usually stop. He passed there and went to the bus stop that was in front. Of course, I was upset. Like, ah, ah, what's that now? Why the guy next to me told me that I should shut up. That is it that, uh, that um, is because um, I think he's not learned he's an ordinary bus driver I've gotten the thing he told me so that I'm, I'm behaving like an animal one thing one thing hi I looked at him I just told him that it's not your fault I entered your bus let me just calm down I continue walking you know when something you see like the, the, there's the something, word of God is like fire in, your, in my bones like Jeremiah said at that point it was not the word of God I had to wait till he drives off so that I couldn't say anything to him. That's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit will continue to do to you. I need to continue paining you, but like Paul said, we'll continue to be holding like in a mirror. And before you know it, we'll see him exactly. Before you know it, now that kind of thing will happen. You will look at the driver. God bless you, Sha. And just, it's just, just, that's just the way it is. You lose your capacity to strike back and respond. God will just change it for you. And maybe for the whole day, you have not heard that God bless you. You have just blessed him automatically. That's what has saved him because people have been cursing him since morning. You just saved him because of you, God will have mercy on him. Okay, I wanted to pick up from where Edu dropped about being positive. Being positive is very, very important, but how do we practicalize it? How can you be a positive person practically? Okay, I, I tell people that you should always give someone the benefit of the doubt. Giving someone the benefit of the doubt is not something you find very common around. What am I trying to say? Somebody comes to tell you something, or they're telling you something about somebody. Now, you giving someone the benefit of the doubt does not mean that the person did not do that thing that they're accusing the person of. It just means that you've not seen it. This is a reported speech. Someone came to tell you something. You've not seen the person do it. So you say, okay, maybe this person stole. Maybe he just collected it. The neighbor was not around. When the neighbor comes back, the person is going back to tell the person, oh, I took your lighter. You were not around. The person actually stole the lighter. Do you understand? I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying learning to say good things about people helps a long way because people can be so bad that everybody just talks negative about them that even when they do something good, people still won't agree. I had a roommate then that she's always telling me about her friends. They had issues. Those girls did me bad. And I'll be like, I'll be quiet. Or sometimes when I say something, I don't say what she wants me to say. She just wants me to jump in. Ah, these girls are wicked. Why are you even still talking to them? Do them something. Show them shaky. I will just keep quiet and tell her, okay, maybe, maybe this, maybe this. And she'll be like, one thing with you, they're always trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be nice. I just don't know the whole story. You told me your own part of the story. So it will, it will not be good of me to just jump in and just say, oh, do this, do this, do this, is bad. This kind of thing, this kind of thing. Most of the times, if I don't know the whole story or something, I just keep quiet. Or I just say, okay, it's not good. They shouldn't have done that. Thing. And that's just it. So people want to be given that chance. People want you to see them as good people. People want you to say positive things about them, even when they don't deserve it. Just because you see a girl and a guy together does not mean that they are dating, or does not mean that they are having sex or something. So that should not be the first thing that comes to your mind. People tend, they have this way of just saying negative things about people, and I don't think it's good. I don't, as a Christian particularly, I don't think it's good. Yeah, very true. What you said is true. Uh, if we look at Romans, I think 12, 
where it said, um, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our true spiritual worship. Then verse 2 said that, I'll have to join it together. Do not conform to the standard of this world or do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world. 